0: Jordan trying to shake off starks. Oh, Oh, what a move by Jordan! We sitting here, i supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. He passed the champ, he'll play now, one with a lob and hand it, champ. Oh, it's, not, it's oh. over, it's over,
1: ladies and gentlemen. Tomers, Paul Deans, whoa. Denicio, my man, how you doing? What's going on, sir? Doing good, man. it well, have been been a while.
0: You know, when you get run, when you you know, you're watching these basketball games, running around with your life, working, taking care of family. You know, you just get uh you get sidetracked sometimes, but you know, it's always good to double back.
1: I hear that, man. You can find uh, my guy Denicio on Twitter and Instagram at Denicio Shoots D E N I C I O S H O O T S. So. Welcome to the Retro Room. This is uh, episode five, Denicio, and uh, this more. This is more like a like a mailbag kind of uh, episode where I'm just gonna throw out some random topics, topics that may not need like a full show, full episode. That mean you can have fun and debate, and I think that's the whole premise of this podcast, where we debate stuff from. 5, 10, 15, 20, even 25 years ago, and we kind of reminisce about some playoff matchups, some trades, some different moments that happened um, while we were growing up watching the NBA. So what I got for you tonight is probably three different topics I think will take us to at least a half hour or more. Looking forward to it. If you haven't um, you know, heard the podcast, you can find it on uh, SoundCloud and iTunes, soundcloud.com slash cruise control podcast and download rate comment and subscribe on iTunes this is the retro room you can follow me uh the host Randy Cruz on Twitter at R-E-N-D-Y the letter J-C-R-U-Z and the first four episodes were basically on some throwback retro Chicago Bulls Portland Trailblazers uh the Dallas Mavericks and the Orlando Magic with Alex Kennedy, Chris Herring, <coughs> excuse me, uh Oliver Mahoney and Josh Eberly. So if you haven't heard it or need to catch up, go ahead and do so on SoundCloud and iTunes. So Denisio, what I got for you, man, I got some um <coughs> surprising playoff moments from the past. You know, I ain't going way back in the day, but I I I I go back in the day. Um Maybe some individual, best individual performances you've seen. Um, And and I think the the more dynamic topic we'll talk about is we always talk about who should have won the MVP. When somebody gets it, we're always saying, hey, congrats, but this guy I felt was more deserving. Or, you know, look at the numbers. He should have got the award. And five different years I felt that it could have gone the other way. Um, so majority of, of the debates that we see on Twitter and in real life is that, you know, we we can sit in the park in a barbershop and say that person got the MVP but that person, the other guy should have got it. And I think five different times where it, it, it might, it should have gone the other way to a degree but this is why you're here. I'm going to give you um, like a player A, player B, their stats and how they finished in the regular season, you would tell me player A or B should have won, should win the MVP. And I would tell you who won that year. And we tell me, do you agree with, you know, the decision the NBA made for picking that MVP? So are you ready? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. Um, I won't tell you the year because you might, that might give it away. So player A, uh, on a round off, player A, twenty-two points, eight re, uh, eight assists, and three rebounds. Twenty-two, eight, and three, with a sixty-two and twenty record, versus somebody who averaged on a round off twenty-seven, seven and eight, with a fifty-eight and twenty-four record. Who would you pick for the MVP?
0: I'm always uh, I'm looking for more wins so I'm going to pick the uh one with the 62 wins
1: okay so that that year was the 2011 MVP year when Derrick Rose won it over LeBron James
0: yeah yeah Derrick Rose that year was was something phenomenal um you know obviously this is before his knees started to dis- disintegrate I'm, I'm glad to see he, he he is where he is today mm-hmm. um but uh yeah that Derrick Rose was something special Um, you know, it was lightning in a bottle and, uh, I missed that Derrick Rose, but yeah, Derrick Rose was not, was not a game uh, uh, that year.
1: So you think majority of of the people's argument is that LeBron had the better stats, but you're saying that with Derek Derrick Rose and the Chicago Bulls winning four more games that he was more deserving of the MVP more than LeBron James.
0: I mean, if I remember correctly, I'm just trying to remember LeBron's team that year, Miami, uh, so he was on Miami. Oh, that, yeah, he was that, on Miami that, with yeah. D-Wade and
1: Bosch, correct? Correct. That was the first year he was in with uh, Miami.
0: Okay. And Chicago had what? Noah.
1: Uh, Rose, uh, Noah. I think Luau Dang. This 2011. Jimmy,
0: Jimmy Butler.
1: I'm not too sure about yeah. Butler. Um, I know yeah, people like Ben e- Gordon. Either has- way.
0: Yeah. Either way, either way, uh, the Chicago team—if you know, you know basketball—the Chicago team isn't as strong um, as you know. Derrick Rose's supporting cast isn't as strong as LeBron's supporting cast in Miami. It's not even close.
1: So you're good with you're you're good with Derrick Rose winning that year over LeBron, right? <clears throat> Comfortable. Okay, so all right, year number two. I know people are still are still furious about the I mean, I, to a degree, people are still mad. LeBron should have won that um, that year. It's, it's like Jordan. People say Michael Jordan should have won MVP every year, but then you get someone like Malone or David Robinson or Barkley winning, winning that one year, and Jordan could have the best record or, or the thirty average 30 a game, but they say, oh, Barkley, oh, Robinson, uh, Karl Malone. Like, you know, Jordan's the best guy in the league, but I guess it's kind of those – you know, maybe the turnaround from Chicago the year before, and now they, I think they had the best record in the Eastern Conference. They, they had the first seed, and they eventually met in the conference finals where Miami won and five. But, you know, the, the MVP is for the regular season, not for the playoffs. So, year number two, player A, 16 points, 12 assists, 62 and 20 record. P- player B, that,
0: that's a that's point guard.
1: Mm-hmm. Player B, 23 points, 10 rebounds, with a record of 59 and 23. Who do you have winning the MVP?
0: Same formula, the one with the winning, one with the uh, most wins.
1: For three more wins? Yep. Okay, so the year I'm talking about was 2005, Steve Nash winning over Shaquille O'Neal when Shaq was in uh, his first year with the Miami Heat.
0: There you go. Shaq? Shaq left maybe uh, two, 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 maybe two MVPs on the uh, on the on the table really, um, but I mean Steve Nash had a tremendous year and he had a better record. I keep telling you, these folks, you know, these folks look for the the, the record. Clearly, for me, it's just like if your MVP, the star of your, your team is going to be great. You know, you you both have two stars in your teams. Which one's going to give you more wins, and then whoever gives you more wins is the most most valuable player to me.
1: Okay, let let let's 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 put a pause on that one. A guy like uh, Russell Westbrook won MVP I think two years ago, but he was nowhere nowhere near had the best record. I think they because of the accolades of and, and averaging a triple double for a season, that's one thing. But if you're saying the MVP should go to the guy who has the most wins that year, they did not go with that format and formula. So
0: yeah, I you mean, got you got anomalies. Westbrook's an anomaly. He's a glitch. Mm. You can't talk about the glitch, okay, buddy?
1: And plus, that was Steve Nash's first year in Phoenix, and they had the, they they brought the running gun offense um, that made everybody everybody look good in the roster. Sean Marion, Amare, Joe Johnson, Q Rich, Mike D'Antoni. They should have won a ring. Uh and that's that's a different topic for a different show. But I do agree. And plus, Shaq. In that uh, the first, this, I think that's the second year. Uh, apologize, that's the second year with Shaq in Miami. I'm sorry, first year of Miami, 23 and 10, playing with D Wade, three wins away f- from tying Steve Nash. I mean, do you think people? Do you think people have a, a legit argument for saying Shaq should have should have won over over Steve Nash? Cause apparently, Shaq still to this day says that, of course, he'll say it, but he's saying that I should have won over Steve Nash.
0: Oh, yeah, he can say that. That's cool, but, I mean, again, I, I think uh, I think wins, I think, you know, you, you have the most wins. Your team looks more, you know, to the outside world, looks more superior. Um, I mean, clearly Shaq wasn't Shaq from L.A., but Miami Shaq was still legit enough to be definitely a uh, MVP candidate. What Steve Nash was doing in Phoenix was revolutionizing the NBA game for the NBA's very eyes. A team that literally put five, basically three guards and, and two forwards on the, on the court, no center, and said, go and gun. Shoot all shots when you're wide open. Don't worry too much about defense. If they score, they score. Get the ball out and Go. So, it, for me, it's a combination of, yes, this, this, you know, the wins. He was definitely b- the best point guard that year. And then, just looking back, not then, but looking back, he revolutionized, that team revolutionized the NBA game the way it is it, it is now. The, the, without that Phoenix Sun team, and I mean, don't get me wrong, we've had small teams before with Golden State, going back with Baron Davis. Um, but without that team you have no you know you have no uh golden state as as is right now
1: okay year number 3 player player a 19 points a game 11 assists 54 and 28 record player b 35 points a game 5 rebounds 5 assists 47 and 35 record Who do you got?
0: Player A had the most wins.
1: 54 wins to 47, yes. Player A. So, Player A, you picked Steve Nash over Kobe Bryant in 2006. Now, this is probably the one debate to this day that people still feel that Kobe Bryant should have won the MVP that year, uh, I guess because of... You know, this is black bomber territory. This is like he had the the 81 point game, he had the 62 point game uh, in three quarters against Dallas. Um, All star, yeah, um, average 35 a game. And he he, people were kind of, you know, shitting on the talent that he had on the roster. It wasn't all time. Swiss Parker, Swiss Parker. that's my guy, but people always complain about Smush being on on the roster. But, I mean, can't forget Chris Mim and what, Luke Walton. Oh, Chris Mim. Yeah, and plus, it's it's ironic that Steve Nash and and Kobe met in the first round of the playoffs where LA was up 3-1 and LA was the seventh seed. Phoenix was number two, but then Phoenix came back and won three in a row. Um, But this is probably the one that people really feel like Kobe should have won. The record, yeah, it it was a pretty good record for the Western Conference at that time. But the numbers, just pure dominance of scoring in that year. And people saw Steve Nash win it the year prior. And it's like, all right, Nash, you got one already. But, you know, my guy Kobe needs to get one. This is probably the the year. I know Kobe, Kobe would win in 2008. But they felt like Kobe should have more. And this is one year they felt Kobe should have won.
0: Oh, sure. Definitely. Like I said, he had, it was him, Shaq, you know, you have, you have years where, you know, guys are right on the borderline of winning another one. And then, you know, you have voters that just look and say, okay, well, this guy's been so good for so long. This guy just came out of nowhere and started playing, you know, out of his world. We should give him the MVP. It it happens. And, uh, you know, the streets know. She know what Kobe did that year, but again, Steve Nash had a great, a great two years, a great two years, one of the greatest two years you can ever see.
1: Oh man, I mean, nineteen eleven to thirty five five and five, and make the playoffs with that subpar roster.
0: Two C, like I said, two yeah, C, C. Two C, two had a seven. A, don't get me wrong, Steve Nash, Steve Nash. Steve Nash had a squad. Well, Steve Nash and Kobe aren't the same. You know, I mean, it's not the same position. It's not the same. You know, Kobe had to drop eighty-one for for them to beat a freaking Toronto team. Yeah. Steve Nash, not gonna, Steve Nash, not gonna drop 20, um, 81. He's gonna give you, you know, twenty twenty, you know, anywhere between sixteen and twenty points. He's gonna give you sixteen and fifteen assists, and he's gonna give you, um, you know, he's not gonna rebound. He's gonna make all the best passes, and he's gonna he'll hit you with a dagger three when needed. That's it.
1: So you're cool with Steve Nash winning back-to-back MVPs, right?
0: I'm not cool with it, but it happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not cool uh, with so, it, yeah. but it happens.
1: Right now, right now, you're really uh, you're, you're agreeing with the NBA chose. So right now, you're really uh, going with them. All right, here we go. Year number four. Player A, tw- uh, twenty-seven a game points, ten rebounds. 64 and 18 player B 30 a game, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, 69 and 13. Who you got MVP?
0: 69 and 13.
1: So you going with player B. Mhm. So you're going against what the NBA did in 1997. Carmelo Malone was player A, Michael Jordan was player B. So you feel Jordan should have won the MVP in 1997?
0: Oh, yeah. Carmelo Malone did win with, with MVP. Bro, they, look, again, I, Car- Kobe, Shaq, Jordan, probably Larry Bird, probably um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I've all gone through years where they know for a fact they're probably the best player in the league, but the league gives the MVP to someone else because they're tired of seeing those players get the freaking MVP. So that clearly happened to, um, you know, this guy. To Jordan. To Jordan. And it clearly happened to Jordan, clearly, because Jordan was the best player in the league for what? He should have, what, five, six straight, five, six years straight? Mm Mm-hmm. Best best player in the league? So, I mean... 90, 92 to, uh,
1: 92 to 97. Pretty, pretty 90, 91 90, to 90, yeah, 98, uh, 97,
0: 98. Yeah. Yeah. That's like six years straight of being the best player in the world. Come on. No, like no debate, like no debate. Carmelo had a great year that year. I think that, I think uh, maybe the year that they went to the final, I think.
1: And this was the year that they, they met in the finals with the whole flu game and everything. So maybe there you go. Jordan, there you go. I remember yeah. Jordan saying, oh yeah, he is paraphrasing. There was a video out there. He said, well, you know, he's, a, he's the MVP of the season, but you know, it's all about being the MVP of the finals. Um, so Jordan looked at being the, you know, one, winning a title, being the MVP of the finals was obviously more important than winning the regular season MVP. So again, now that's one year that, you're going. You're going against what the league did and gave it to again. Carmelo, twenty-seven and ten, in you know, a Hall of Famer, all-time great player. I think he's top three in uh, in scoring ever. But if you're going by the wins, he had sixty-four. And then Jordan had sixty-nine. I would assume that was the best record in the East. And they they they're coming off the seven the seventy-two and ten. And Jordan's giving you thirty-five and thirty-five and four. I'm really trying to remember and think why Carmelo got the MVP. I, I I don't. I'm not really sure.
0: You about You said uh, you said you said Chicago had the better record. Correct. All right. Yeah. I mean, he just may have had. Like I said, I think he just had a. You know, the team from the West Coast. You know, I remember that team. Mosta Tag, Byron Russell. Uh, Jeff Hornacek, John Stockton, Carl Malone, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they, you know, I remember that. That's why, that's why I was tough. Um, but I think that the time of the, you know, the big man and the power forward, I think that time, that's where you you attracted the most. And Jordan had already won a bunch of MVP awards. Again, it's a winning, winning. I call it winning fatigue.
1: Or oh, yeah, like you said, it could have been where all right, we're tired of seeing. Jordan Win. can we get somebody else in here because I would assume he won he won the MVP in 96 uh, I think he won he won the MVP total five times um, but yeah it could have just been like alright I think someone else deserves it that's why Barkley won it in in uh, 93 and uh, Robinson yeah. won it in 95 when Jordan was mm-hmm. out but people could have thought uh, Lajuan should have won it so you do have Lajuan
0: a, Lajuan definitely should have won it that year but without question, he should have won there. And, and that's why and that's why Dave Robinson got his ass kicked in the playoffs.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. That was- got his
0: ass kicked. He, oh, I, I know exactly what Elijah Ron was thinking going into those playoffs. He said, I'm going to pull out every dream shake there is. I am going to make David Robinson look like a fool. I'm going to make those voters and, and that's what happened right after that series all the voters were like we made a mistake I know I know they I know they did they absolutely did
1: even Elijah once said that Robinson deserved the 1995 NBA MVP I'm trying to find the numbers um right now so they're giving me the playoff series I don't want the playoff series I want the regular season um but while I do that, let me go to the next matchup. So, all right. So, you, 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 uh, we're both in agreement that Jordan should have won the MVP in '97, and not Carmelo. With all due respect to Carmelo, right?
0: Yeah. Sidebar. Let me get off side. side let me get this just, just, because you mentioned Jordan before. I, I lose you, if you allow me, please. Right. Go ahead. Um, so, I just recently watched Spider-Man into the Spider Universe. Uh, into the Spider Verse. I don't know if you've seen it.
1: I heard about it. Did not see it. Okay, I
0: gotta bring over my Chromecast and, and watch it with you. Okay, great, great movie, great um, all around movie. But when people talk about LeBron and Jordan being who's the GOAT, right? When you have that argument, and when I say it's Jordan, it's way, it's more than basketball. It's more than sneakers. In this Spider movie, Spider Man movie, mm-hmm. the, dude, the main dude was wearing Jordan sneakers. Jordan once. Really? You understand what I'm saying? They, they could have chose any sneaker in the world, any type. They didn't even have to make it look like a certain sneaker. They could have just made it all black, whatever the case may be. But he was wearing Jordan once. So you have to understand the when people talk about the GOAT and LeBron this. LeBron, this, I'm like, bro, you don't understand the magnitude of what this man did it, it, you know, what I'm saying from the Allen Iverson to the Ray Allen to the Vince Carter to the you name it, it was all about Jordan. So, please continue.
1: Um, different sidebar. Going back to Shaq and Kobe. Shaq has one MVP. Kobe has one MVP regular season. How many do you think? How many MVPs you felt Shaq should have won, and how many MVPs do you felt Kobe should have won? At
0: least one. At least one each. We just mentioned one. On each side. But that's
1: it? Only one each, you think?
0: Yeah, one each. I mean, you know, depends on the years where we're talking about that they lost to. So I got I'd have to, you know, I mean, I'd I'd have to hear the I'd have to hear those people that we were, you know, we're discussing. You know what I'm saying? If it's like, oh, well, yeah, that year that these dudes went bonkers. But, you know, I'd have to hear the stats and the climate of said year that Shaq or Shaq, you know, Steve, Steve winning one is one thing over Shaq. You know what I'm saying? And he, he, wait, so he won one over Shaq and he won one over Kobe. Is that correct?
1: Who? Oh, Steve, Steve, Nash. Steve Nash. Yeah, he he beat uh Shaq in 05 and Kobe in uh, 06. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, right? I mean, to talk, think Nash, of
0: it. Steve Nash was, listen, Steve Nash was not a joke when he was in his bag, man. He was not nobody you'd want to play with. Forget defense. We're not talking about defense. He let you score all day. But coming back down, you was gone. Toasty.
1: <laughs> I mean, like you said, that that offense um, really revolutionized, you know, even to the to the kind of play we have now. Running uh, up and down, running gun, athletic wings, um, three-point shooters outside of the wings. Not so much getting not not getting much from your big man, you know. Your big man was shooting threes and going out to the perimeter, and that's what you have now with what they portray with Amari, with Nash, with Marion, Joe Johnson, uh, Dial, Curich, you know, so on and so forth. And they should have won
0: at least. It was destined for them to least win one chip. All it took was a damn hip check, and everything went all out of went out of freaking whack. But they should have definitely won one. They were de- they they had all the requisites. Everybody was in their bag that year. Everyone knew their role. No one was mad. Everyone knew what was going to happen when Steve came down. You go here. You move here. omar here comes the hot pick and roll. Allie, dunk. Like it was just synergy when you watched It's Kind of like how you watch Golden State now. Um, but yeah, you it. it you when you're Shaq and when you're Kobe, you're gonna lose some man because you know guys people get winner winners fatigue, man. Oh, here, here he comes again winning another award. Oh my God. Unless you have somebody who's like at that like super duper level. During Jordan's ninety one to ninety seven run. I mean there were dudes that were good, but they weren't Jordan level. Right. You had Kobe. You had you had Gary Payton. You had you had Sean Kemp. You had Karl Malone. You had yeah uh, Barkley uh,
1: Drexler. Um, Barkley
0: Drexler. David Robinson. David Tim Rob- Duncan. Yeah. You had a bunch of you had a bunch of plays that were great. You had Shaq. <laughs> you did. I mean, come on. You Payne had Hardaway.
1: Players. Reggie Miller.
0: Yeah. You you had Hall of Famers. In that era, you had Hall of Famers in that, Ray Allen. You had all these players either young or in their bag, literally in their prime. And they're looking at Jordan like, nah, I can't fuck with him. (laughs) (laughs) I can't fuck fuck with that guy. That guy, Charles Barkley, in the freaking Dream Team, on the Dream Team practice squad, like, yo, this motherfucker came down. He went through his legs eight times. He jumped in the air, did 360, and then finger rolled it from the other side of the backboard and went in. I said, I don't even want to play basketball anymore.
1: Right. Oh, man. All right. Next matchup. Player A with a record of 62 and 20, 28 points, 11 rebounds, three assists, three blocks. Player B with a record of 47 and 35, 28 points, 11 rebounds, four assists, and three blocks.
0: The win percentage again, the win. The first one was win, one more.
1: Player A was 62, player B was 47.
0: Yeah, 62.
1: So you, you just negated your own argument where player A was David Robinson, player B was a Olajuwon, but you felt Olajuwon should have been the MVP.
0: Yeah, they, oh, David Robinson's won 62 wins? Yeah. Yeah, that, of course, the league gives it to him. I said, the league... The league is one thing, the streets is the other. I, I keep trying to tell you. I say I understand what the league does with the wins. So I, I can understand and majority of the time it makes majority of the time it makes sense, but you'll have that one glitch. And that one glitch was a lajuan. And when you have a glitch, that one glitch, you can see it immediately. That's why it's called the glitch. Once it the glitch doesn't just start from the beginning. It happens after you've had something for a year. Like if you're Nintendo, you're super, you're freaking, you're freaking Nintendo, your Switch, your Xbox, your PS4. It works for three or four or five years. All of a sudden, now you're trying to you you're trying to do Fortnite and now you can't build nothing. Or now you're freaking, <laughs> now your your remote X can't go because too much Coke spilled in the in the remote. A glitch is going to start to happen. Now you see it. Now hmm. you understand it.
1: Right? Yeah, I. Freaking. Now, yeah. when you mentioned 47 wins, I, I remember the Rockets were a sixth seed in the playoffs. Uh, then, they, uh, won, they, they won that
0: year, correct?
1: Yeah, they won that year, and they beat the Spurs yeah. in the conference finals. So, you know, yeah. they, they they got the – one returned the favor to Robinson, but just on the premise of like six, 62 wins, first seed, whatever, second seed, and then I get 47 doves with a six seed. But the numbers are there. It's like okay, like maybe people liked Olajuwon better than Robinson. Um, in that time, it, it, when it came to the big men, it was down to Elijah Shaq, Robinson, and Patrick Ewan. So I think if you had to like kind of rank, you know who you who you personally liked more than the other. I think people would put David Robinson at the bottom. It was just, it was just very weird dynamic that I felt. D-Rob had and they, 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 they love Shaq because he was funny witty he was commercials rap videos he was just a different character Ewing Ewing you know what man oh man Elijah was there because they felt he was the best one out of those four at the time Ewing and Robinson uh, that could be a tie as well so I take that back but I don't know who they both really don't have a big personality to a degree, so they're not going to be in commercial. They're not going to be doing like they're not flashy players. But I just always felt David Robinson was maybe not as liked or respected in that era, even though he was he was dope. But when it came to Shaq, Olajuwon, and maybe Ewing, he just he would just wasn't like talked about as much. I, I could be wrong though.
0: Well, David Robinson was was. Um he was too blah. I mean, he really was too blah. Um, that's why, you know, he really didn't have too many, you know, at uh, you know, you know, uh, how do I say it? It was just it wasn't an aura around him. It wasn't an aura around him. That's why, you know, that's why he really, you know, people were looking at like MVP, Dave Robinson. Yeah, they won a lot, but you know, even same thing with at Remember Olajuwon was flashy on court, off court. Very private, and he doesn't have a either on the court, the glow. So, and sometimes, too, it's a combination of both on the court and off the court, on the court glow, off the court glow combined, you get a superstar. So, sometimes that you know, sometimes that happens.
1: Okay, so the last one I have of this MVP snub debate player one, 26 points a game, 13 rebounds, three. I'm sorry, yeah, okay, I had it right, 26 points. Thirteen rebounds, three assists, fifty-eight and twenty-four record. With a guy, player B, fifteen points, ten assists, seven rebounds, fifty-two and twenty uh, and thirty. So again, player A, twenty-six points, thirteen rebounds, three assists. 58 wins compared to player B. 15 points, 10 assists, 7 rebounds, 52 wins.
0: I'll go with the 58.
1: Player A? hmm Okay, so that was Tim Duncan beating Jason Kidd in 2002. Now. Timmy. Timmy, yeah, but for me, bro, I will go with Jason Kidd. And you mean that's the Jason Kidd from the Nets, Jason Kidd? Right, his, his very first year with the Nets.
0: Oh, so you're talking about Van Horn. talking about Van um, Horn,
1: Kiddles, Kenya Martin. Kiddles, Kenya Martin. Um, Todd McCullough, um, Lucius Harris. Is that
0: the year that um, Tim Duncan won the championship?
1: No, that was a year uh, New Jersey went to the finals and lost to the Lakers.
0: L.A., they <coughs> lost to L.A. Yeah, so, they lost to- yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. I can see Jason definitely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But of course, you know, because of the wins, but I can definitely see Jason in an argument because of um, number one, him being you know a point guard at that point in time, not really a consistent jump shot, taking a, a ragtag team of players all the way to the finals through the East. I mean, of course, they ran into uh, LA and they couldn't get a win off them, but. Um, to, to, to carry that team on his back to the finals, yeah, he definitely should have got an MVP for that. Definitely.
1: And the fact that one one <clears throat> that New Jersey just had 26 wins the year before. And, you know, when it comes to New York, you always think about the Knicks are better than, than New Jersey, and then New Jersey would just – New Jersey, they're like, oh they're just there. Then J.K. comes to New Jersey in the in trade that, that involved Marbury – um, and talk about changing, like like a la like 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 Steve Nash, he came to Phoenix and changed the whole culture and dynamic of that franchise and that roster. Jason Kidd, at the time, did the same thing, bro. They they had twenty six wins in two thousand one. They they win twenty six more games in two thousand two. They get the they, they they had the best record in the Eastern Conference. San Antonio had the second best record in the Western Conference. San Antonio I know the playoffs don't count, but the, San Antonio got bumped out in, the, in, in uh, the semis. New Jersey made it to the fucking NBA Finals. Like if, if I asked you the year before, hey, the uh, net fans, do you think next year is your year to make the finals? Everybody would tell you no, but this one guy, Jason Kidd comes to your to your to your franchise. And uplifts Kenya Martin, Richard Jefferson, Kerry Kittles, Keith Van Horn, Tom McCullough, Lucius Harris. I'm pretty sure there's other people I'm forgetting, but that roster goes to the finals. They win 26 more games. He uh, he um, he had eight eight triple doubles in that year, and San Antonio just won won the title three years prior. They made the playoffs in two. 2001, the year the, the year prior, um, I think they got bumped out early in in, uh, in 2000. So they were already a playoff team that you know they, they they were winning 50 games, you know, left and right. That was nothing. That was easy to them. But New Jersey, j Kidd, triple double master, NBA Finals. I know they got swept, but still they went there. That's why yeah. I'm like. He, I think to me that's probably the biggest argument for me because yeah, J. K. is my favorite point guard of all time. But that right there should have made J. K. the MVP of the year. And, and you know, with all the respect to Duncan, I think J. K. deserved the more. I think he he meant more to that team at that time no, than Duncan.
0: I, I, I totally no, I totally agree. Um, there's with, without question, Jason Kidd was uh, Westbrook before Westbrook.
1: You said Westbrook.
0: Jason Kidd was Westbrook before Westbrook.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. And and, and look, Westbrook got one. Jake then 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 Jake Kidd should have had one. I know it was tough. Yeah, tough. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. So you so you you're agreeing with Tim Duncan or with Jake Kidd?
0: Um, I'm understanding why the NBA did it, but I for for what us players and fans want, it, we definitely wanted it to have been Jason Kidd. I thought.
1: And the fact that he made New Jersey relevant for many years after that, they, they, they made the finals a year after, uh, a couple conference finals. Uh, even when Vince Carter came along, he he was he was still still an all playing at an all star level. J.K. Kidd just made everybody better. I'm not, I'm not saying Duncan doesn't, but for that year and that kind of impact, first year on the roster, and you do a complete 360 of that franchise, where. It, People won't even know where the Meadowlands is. They, 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 they won't even know where East Rutherford is or the Izard Center, you know. But like people people were going there, Izard Center, New, New Jersey net games and on TV and NBA finals. They were just like, wow, like okay, now I'm just yeah, six more wins, more gaudy numbers, but far as impact and what if you take J.K. off their roster, they're not they're not going to to the NBA finals. You take Tim Duncan off the off that roster, they may not make the playoffs, but that you know New Jersey wasn't making the finals without Jason Kidd. If, if you took him off,
0: no, they didn't. They, this the Nets may not even have made it. Uh, made the play. I mean, forget finals. They're not even making. They're probably lottery. The way that team looks without Jason Kidd.
1: Yeah, man, Shit's crazy. But. Um, so yeah, those those were some MVP matchups I want I wanted to throw at you in this kind of a mailbag kind of episode. Uh, got a few more things to bring up to your attention and see what you what you think. Um, where should I go with this? All right, surprising playoff moment. Um, I mean, there there are a lot of them. I'm only going to pick a few right now, and we'll go from there. The eighth-seeded Denver Nuggets defeating the one Seattle Supersonics in 1994. The eighth-seeded New York Knicks defeating the Miami Heat at number one in 1999. Or the eighth-seeded Golden State Warriors defeating the one Dallas Mavericks in 2007. If you can rank them or say which one was more surprising and more disappointing...
0: Yeah, I'll rank um the best to worst. Uh the, I'll rank the best to worst. The, the best is the Denver uh Seattle. And then the second best is Golden State Dallas. Hm, okay. And the third best, obviously the, the the last one. What was the last one?
1: New York defeating Miami.
0: New York D for Miami, yeah. So that those that's how I rank them. New York defeating Miami was a great upset. Um hundred percent great upset. Uh I remember who had Lonzo Morning, Tim Tim Hardaway. It was a great upset, and New York didn't really have anybody. What Charlie Ward, Trish Childs, uh
1: They had Ewing, Houston Sprewell, Larry Johnson. Houston, yeah, yeah.
0: They they, you know, <laughs> Ragtag, as a, well, all these upsets are ragtag. Um, but I, for me, as a fan, I loved when I say loved, loved that Denver team. I loved, my, if I'm not mistaken, it wasn't Mahmoud Mah, Mahmoud Abdul aruf on that
1: team. Yes, sir.
0: One of my favorite players of all time. Um, and then, of course, you had Kimbe. Um and then they're playing against two Hall of Famers. Gary Payton, Sean Kemp. If I'm not mistaken, at that time they had Detlef, <laughs> Detlef Shrimp, um, Sam Perkins. Um
1: uh, Ricky. Pierce, I believe. They had uh, Ricky Eddie Pierce. Johnson, Derek not Derek, maybe Derek McKee, maybe i I'm not too sure. Michael they, Cage. Yeah. They, they had, had a Roster. they
0: had a, school, a squad. And Denver came out and was like, We're going to give you the business. And y'all not even gonna know what chi- what hit, hit you. And that's exactly what happened before. Seattle woke up, they were down four, oh, game over. Season over, gone. On to the vacation, they say.
1: And, the you know, the fact that the Nuggets, I, you know, if I had to rank them, it'll be the, the the Nuggets 1, the Knicks 2, and the Warriors 3. And I will say that because the Denver Nuggets were down 2-0 in that series. So it wasn't like 1-1, then it was 2-1, then it was 2-2, like a back and forth. It was 2-0 Seattle. And, and
0: they turn they turn on that freaking they turn on that heat
1: they they definitely did and this and this is a year where there's no Jordan it's the the, the title is up for grabs Seattle Houston New York Indiana you know those are, those are, you know with a team that you feel like we're gonna win and and, and not and not the Chicago Bulls so now Seattle They're coming off um, a Western Conference Finals Game 7 loss to Phoenix the year prior. And the fact that. Pick up the bat phone. Pick up the bat phone. No, I'm going to ignore it right now. See? Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, Right when I'm getting right in the middle of the Sonic Nugget. There you go. All right. So Seattle comes from a Game 7 loss to Phoenix in uh, the Conference Finals the year prior. And I think Seattle had beaten the Rockets in the semis prior. So you, you're going to see a Seattle-Houston pattern the next couple of years. But Seattle had the best record in the NBA, number one seed in the West. And they get Denver. And Mahmoud is, is one of my favorite players. Um, Mahmoud, yeah, Mahmoud Dikembe, Lafonso Ellis, Brian Smith. Stiff, one of those two. Stiff or sniff? Stiff. stiff? It
0: was stiff, stiff with that. Um, yeah. Uh,
1: but I think the 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 X Factor was Robert Pack, and I, I always oh him. Robert and, Pack, Woo! and I always loved his game. He was like I can't describe who was who was like him later on, but he would just short, young, energetic, throw it throw it down on you. And from games three, four, and five, it's like Seattle forgot how to beat the Nuggets. It was like holy shit, what's going on? And Then you lose game five at home, down two zero, and and you, we all see it. The the camera goes on a tumble with the ball in his hands, crying. The upset first ever eighth uh, seed to be a one seed, and it was like man, like what if the Sonics had, like what if the Sonics had gone to the finals? It could have been New York and Seattle in that finals and not the Rockets in hindsight. But I always felt that was that was a better eighth seed over a one. The Knicks in Miami was different because it was right in the middle of the Knicks-Miami rivalry in, in the, the mid to late 90s. Um, there were fights and everything prior in 97, 98 that made people miss a, a, a big time game four, game five, or even game seven. And now you have the lockout year, where Knicks made a couple deals that look a lot different. They get uh more attitude to the roster, and Miami is now the one seed. And we all know how the rivalry is. And then you get to Game Five, Allen Houston with the shot, and now they go on all the way to the finals. And Miami, Miami really wasn't the same after that. Maybe nope. the year prior. The, I'm sorry, the year after they met again in in the, in the playoffs. Uh, I believe the second round and the Knicks beat them in seven in Miami. So back-to-back game uh, series, clinching game losses in Miami. So Miami w- wasn't the same after 99-2000. And the Warriors, um, that, that was shocking too. I just, you know, Mavericks, Dirk Nowitzki, MVP and, you know, 67 wins and Avery, Avery Johnson with I think, coach of the year. And people thought that was the Mavericks' year. Um, you know, it, plus after losing the finals the year prior to Miami, and then come the Warriors with Baron Davis and Steven Jackson and uh, all these other people, and it's like holy shit, what's going on? And it's not like they lost in seven games; they lost in six. So the Warriors really much dominated, pretty much dominated the Mavericks, and it was like holy shit, what the hell? Ha- what the hell happened to the Mavericks? And they shell shot. They, they
0: looked, shell shot. You know, you know, you know what Dallas looked like. You know what Dallas looked like when Golden State, when Baron Davis. Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson was giving them the business. You know what yeah. they look like? Who the Warriors? They looked like how Miami looked when Dallas was giving them the business in the finals. The same exact look. The same exact look that, the same exact look that D-Wade, Chris Bosch, and LeBron had when they ran into Dallas was the same look. Dallas out, and they ran into Golden State. Like, what in, what, what did we do to ourselves? Who are these guys? Where did they come from? We can't stop them. They hit it. They're hitting everything. All their passes are crisp. We can't get a rebound. We can't. We can't hit threes. What's going on?
1: Yo. I mean, listen. That was very, and then the Warriors did pretty good. Uh, I think in the second round against Utah, that's where Baron Davis threw it on Carolenko, so they were really good. they were really on, on a tear. Um, but I think if I had to rank it again, it, it, you know that again going back to, to Denver, man. And you know what's so funny if you if you go back, I, I know it for a fact. Denver goes on to play Utah in round two, and Denver was down. 3-0 in that series and guess what happened we had a fucking we had a game 7 we had a game 7 Denver won 3 in a row and everybody thought oh no they, they're gonna do it again they're gonna lose the first couple games and then win every game to win out but eventually they lost in game in game 7 but just imagine Denver really running the table against the Rockets and the conference finals and, you know, that's when the Cinderella clock struck, but that Sonic series, man, that's a whole different topic for a different day, man, you know, a bunch of what-ifs, but that that Nugget series in and, and, and Seattle was probably one of my favorite. If I had to go watch it again, I would, um, but again, that Nugget shit, man, it was so, it was big. It was the first time it happened, and it was, you know, everybody thought, oh, well, this ain't going to happen again, and five years later it did
0: it will always happen again it's just a matter of the right team saying this team think they're better than us because they're ranked let's smack these dudes in the face and show them what the hell they done they don't lost in their head
1: that's all so out of those your favorite was denver and seattle right
0: denver and seattle absolutely
1: because you were a fan of the Nugget team and how how who they had plus they had Mahmoud and all that stuff, right?
0: That was the crew.
1: Yeah, I, I, I like the Nugget. Like then I think they got Jalen Rose in, in the draft. You know that that summer, so you know they had a oh Ronnie Rogers was another player they had. I'm trying to think of more names off the top of my head. Ronnie Rogers. Butumbo Makmuu. Oh, I forgot
0: about Rodney Rogers. Yeah. Stretch Stretch three, stretch four.
1: Exactly. Um, I mean, I. That's one team, that would if they would have stayed. To, I'm not saying win a championship, but if they would have stayed together, they, they would have been very fun to watch. They were, but they could have been even more. than, you know, Mahmoud got with the whole anthem stuff the year after, and it was pretty much, kind of downhill after that for the Nuggets. But um. Yeah, out of those, I would say that that's my favorite. I'm pretty sure I'll bring up some more playoff matchups down down the line. But the last one I have for you, um, like if I mention certain moments, I want to see what's the first thing you tell me and what, you know, just taking you back. Um, again, this, this is more like a mailbag kind of episode where I bring up random topics and kind of see what goes through your mind. And so forth. So when I mentioned Allen Iverson in the 2001 NBA Finals, what do you think?
0: Well, I thought he was gonna drop at least one game, give you like sixty. He's give you one, at least give you one. You know, one game. I, I didn't, I didn't expect him to um, get swept. I definitely expected him to win one game. He did, um, but he. He, he killed him that first game and that was the game he had to kill him because after that it was just a matter of um adjustments and learning after that
1: right but his his 48 point performance in game one you you know home watching you're like oh man philly might have a shot right
0: no there was no way
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah AI got was, off game one that's cool but game two is gonna be gonna be different.
0: Yeah, so as soon as uh, you know, there was it was great. The 50 was great. But then after that, I was just like mm. I was mm-hmm. like, "Nah, they they going to they going to right. sweat after this. They're not going to win no more of the games."
1: Um Michael Jordan's double nickel in the garden.
0: But the comeback? Yeah. yeah, that was the uh yeah, the comeback. That was the that was the coming out party. That was John Starks literally going to sleep crying every night. Um you know, that was um i'm gonna do everything in my power to destroy this entire arena. It was you know it was it was phenomenal uh, there was no answers really there was no answers for anybody and I, I really do feel sorry for John Starks I feel sorry for his for his you know his family for for, for, for getting abused like
1: that but like take me back when you're watching it live. In 1995, Jordan's fifth game back from retirement. And he's in the Garden. Aside Out, from Chicago Stadium and the United Center, this was his favorite arena because he would just kill New York. He gets 55. Right. 55 plus he's wearing the 45. So now he drops 55 and is coined the double nickel later on. As you're watching it, me as a young kid, ninety five, so I'm probably like 12, 13 years old, and I'm watching my favorite player just destroy the Knicks, like he, like he just never retired, like everything was sweet. So when you're watching it, you're like, oh, like he's really like he, like he might, he might get sixty.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you never know when these, you know, when you guys get in a rhythm, you never know when they can go for sixty or seventy. You just gotta, you know. <laughs> You just gotta pray they slow down because there's really nothing, nothing, nothing really you can do about it. But pray that they, they don't, they don't stay hot. That's all. That's all you can do. You can't stop them. You can only hope to contain them.
1: Yeah, you know, Jordan's fifth game back, and you know the Knicks had the Knicks were having problems. Um, the malice at the palace.
0: It was wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> they was, they was they was wrestling oh they was <laughs> you dogs, crazy yeah it was I, I, yeah they was oh you know what I can I can let me let me break it down to you first every every security guard on that night fired fired second it was a lot of people don't talk about this. 'Cause I don't know if you watched if you watched the game or you just watch what happened. Did you watch the game?
1: I don't clearly remember the game. I know I, I assume it was physical, but I don't recall it offhand, so I watched
0: the last yeah, you know, I mean the okay, the sort of lead up. The referees lost control of the game. They were they were you think you wanna talk about flagrance now. You wanna talk about flagrance now. <laughs> now. Yeah. I mean <laughs> these guys was these guys was, was clotheslining each other on a regular, like it was nothing. Bear hugs in midair. And it, and it's escalating and it's escalating and guys are talking. And the refs are just letting it go, letting it go. So guys are already on edge. Here comes a, here comes a beer, out of the stands, and the only one that went in the stands with Ron Artest, aka World Peace.
1: That's right, Stephen Jackson.
0: Steven Jackson, and a lot of people. The, the, there's nobody in the NBA after that situation. Because Stephen Jackson took an L too. Stephen Jackson got suspended probably practically the whole year too. Right. But there's no one in the league that says anything bad about Stephen Jackson.
1: Yeah, that was a uh, that was a pretty plus, plus. that was a national TV game too on the ESPN. If, if I'm not a uh, yeah, mistaken. Was was, that was I, crazy. I,
0: yeah, it was. It was. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Afraid of going into the stance and popping you in the mouth if you act up. I saw a seven-footer do a matrix slide, ball his fist, Jermaine O'Neal, ball his fist and punch a five-foot-four, looked like he was Mexican, five-foot-four chubby Mexican that came on the court that wanted to flex. I don't know what these people were doing on the court, Randy. I don't know if they, like that, it was an invitation to get your jaw checked. I think that was what they didn't respect their jaw. That's what it was from, for my brothers in Brooklyn. They didn't respect their jaws that night. That's what it was. Period.
1: Yeah, that's pretty bad, man. I was, um, could like, could you imagine if, if Twitter was around at that time for the oh. palace of palace,
0: it would be, it would be, uh, it'd be a It would be so out of control. I can't even imagine.
1: The memes will be crazy, though. I'll tell you that much.
0: One hundred percent.
1: Kobe scoring eighty-one.
0: Oh, I mean, there were there were times where he was being he was being defended in that game, and I was like, "Yo, there's there's nothing you can do." And there were times where I was like, "You're not even trying." So. There were, you know, instances where I was just like, it's not enough defense being played, and then there instances where I was like, all right, well, he's in his bag, so you just going to have take that L and call it a, call it a day. So, him driving eighty one wasn't wasn't a shock to me. I was, um, you know, I think he could score hundred. I think LeBron could score hundred. I think Curry could score hundred. I think Kevin Durant could score 100. hundred. There's certain players that I I can eat James Harden easy. They could
1: score hundred easy without without question. Yeah, and I really, I I really thought Kobe was, you know, and you know, you could say, oh, it would it, it was just Toronto, but still, like you know, do we go back and say, hey, Wilt scored hundred against the St. Louis, whatever they were called, or David Robinson had seventy one against the Whack Clippers in nineteen ninety five. Nobody goes goes back and say, hey, it was it was, it was the Clippers, but still, seventy one at, at that time in ninety five is is really. A big deal. And Then you have to wait what uh, eleven years for someone to even break that and even even get in the eighties. And Kobe was getting like, he had fifty five in the second half. I'm like, like chill. <laughs> like, damn, he had twenty Life. um twenty six in the first half. You probably think if you get twenty five in the first half, you might get fifty for the night. This dude said, this dude, this dude went twenty five in the third quarter and another the 20s 8th in, in the 4th I'm like is, that, is 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 anybody going to guard Kobe like he got like 60 70 right now and, and you know poor Jalen Rose man everybody just you know keeps you know making fun of him and he was guarding him whatever and you know I don't know, I don't know if he had all 81 on Jalen Rose but no he probably had a good 69 60, 68 70 but it was be pretty bad defensive night for the Raptors it,
0: it, it all around it wasn't like it wasn't like it was just him. He, you know, he had help. Did, did Chris Bosch do, didn't, do didn't do anything either. He didn't do anything either. So it wasn't like it was just him.
1: Yeah, nobody he gets the brunt.
0: Of, he gets the brunt of it because he was, um, you know, mostly defending him.
1: Yeah, nobody mentions Chris Bosch or or, or uh, Morris Peterson or Mike James. They just no. mentioned Jalen no. Rose.
0: No, the Jalen Jalen's gonna have to hold that for the rest yeah. of his life. It means like if, that. If that, because he was the only, because the... he was the only defender. Like he, I mean, not the only defender, but he's when people forget, it's a team sport. You, the whole team has to defend, not just the only, not just the player.
1: Now, if I told you if that game doesn't happen, would you even remember Jalen Rose being on the Raptors?
0: Mm, yeah, I do remember him that year being on the Raptors. I do, I do.
1: Last one I got, Jordan giving Larry Bird six
0: sixty three. It's a new sheriff in town, and his name is Michael Jordan, and Larry Bird was witness to that that night. I mean, Boston, Boston wanted to boo. Really, they really, truly, 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 truly wanted to boo, but it wasn't. It wasn't gonna happen <laughs> because. They never seen nothing like that ever in their life. They looked at that. They looked at that freaking. They looked at that man gliding through the air, putting the ball through his legs. Danny. They said, oh, another thing, too. It's like, oh, okay, who's going to guard him? So will, we're going to put Danny Age on him. <laughs> Danny Age. Kill you. You're not putting Dennis Johnson on him. You're big, you're big slow feet. Get out of here. I saw one clip that he was on him. I said, "Oh, he's gonna get killed. He's gonna get. He's gonna tear an Achilles and and an ACL all in one move." I mean, pass, dunking on pass, dunking on McHale. It, it was it was Jordan's coming out party,
1: and that was in the playoffs. Uh, I think it was Game Two of the 1986 first round, and um, that was a very special night, man. I mean, I didn't see it live. Uh probably saw it later on, like, on ESPN Classic or NBA TV or whatnot. But that would have been a game I would have been, like, really in tune to watch. And the last one I got for you, man, like, I know there's so many games, and this, this could be a different topic down the road. You might have to think about it. You might have to say, you know what, uh, rain check. But is there one game, like, one game that you, that you saw live, you know, on TV or even in person that – um you consider it to be like, oh, that's, the, that, that's like the greatest performance I've seen. That's like the best game I've – the best performance I've seen by an NBA player. I know there's probably – if you can't give me one, just, just throw me a few that you say, I saw it live on TV or I saw it live in person, and it's probably one of the best games I've ever seen because of what this guy did on the floor.
0: The best – yeah, I've seen a couple of games like the best. I mean, I've seen, um, what was this? This was um, Golden State OKC. Um, when Curry pulled from my half court, hit hit the like pretty much the game winner. Mm. Um, I mean, Jordan dropping 55, obviously New York. I've seen, I mean, a lot of Curry games. Kevin Durant's. Kevin Durant's uh, game against um, against uh, Cleveland, with, you know, with killing LeBron. Uh-huh. I mean, there are a lot of yeah, there were a lot of games where I was just like, wow, you know, um, this is the craziest I've seen in a minute. So there's a lot of them that's been just like that where I was just like, oh well, this guy's on fire, you know, maybe Kobe dropping thirty, you know, least James Harden, James Harden recently. James Harden went to work just recently. So there's a lot of, there's definitely been a lot of uh, games.
1: All right. So I would say Kobe 81, right? Uh, Jordan's double nickel. I think Iverson's game one of the uh, 2001 finals. I think uh, I forgot what year it was, but like one had like that quadruple double. Um, Individual performance. I think Shaq had one of those in the finals against the Pacers. I think he had like 38, 20 rebounds, damn near 10 blocks. I know that I know there's a LeBron game in there. Maybe even like the one he lost last year in the finals when he had like uh, 51 and 10 or 11 and they lost game one uh, because he was going ape shit on the Warriors. Um, David Robinson scoring seventy one, um, like Reggie Miller doing, you know, eight points in eight seconds against the Knicks. So th- th- there's quite a few, but I think Jordan in the in in the nineteen ninety three Finals, where he averaged almost forty. You know, he got averaged forty one a game. And I think it was game game four or game three. They had a a triple overtime or the game after Jordan had like 55 and something, some other goldie numbers, and they they went on to win the series. The flu game got to be in there. Um, The last shot, 98, we have 45 in the game winner. Um, So those are pretty much all the ones I've seen live in person or live on TV. I'm pretty sure there's more to come um, from that topic, but it kind of goes to show you that there's so many – you know, even also Dwayne Wade in the 06 finals against uh, the Mavericks, it would just, you know, you're down 2 0, and he, you're like, all right, then he goes and wins four in a row, and then he, he averages 35 a game in that series. It's like, that's pretty much, I want to say D Wade's coming out party because he, I think he had a good 04 playoffs. Um, but to the world, to the masses being on superstar status, that that thing is, is Way's official coming out party where he t- just took over the finals. But uh, a lot of great moments, man. I love having you on the show. Um, next time we do this, I, I, I'll bring up some more mailbag kind of stuff because it does uh, take you back in time to um, – uh, you know, a big time, great, great time back in the NBA. But uh, you can find Denicio on Twitter at Denicio Shoots. Also on Instagram, you can find the Retro Room Podcast on uh, SoundCloud and iTunes. SoundCloud.com slash Cruise Control Podcast. Download, rate, comment, subscribe on iTunes. You can follow me, the host, Randy Cruz, on Twitter at RandyJCruz, R-E-N-D-Y, the letter J-C-R-U-Z. Denicio, my man, always appreciate it, bro. Good looking, my guy. All right, man. Take it easy.